Welcome to another day of Racing with Jesse Rosinski. Today I'm joined by my brother Walter one more time. And we're going to talk about Cup, Xfinity, Snowcross, Supercross, IndyCar, local grassroots stuff, the SRX series. I mean, we cover a wide plethora of racing, and I think it's a really good conversation. So this is Racing with Jesse Rosinski, and it starts right now. And it didn't glitch out. Welcome back to Racing with Jesse Rosinski. Walter's back. Hi, Walter. Hi, Ski. With all things considered, I mean, where do you like to start? I mean, we can start with Snowcross, so I'm sure you have more experience with than I do being up there in yeah, the Great White North. Yeah, a lot of experience with it. I haven't been following it as much as I used to, but... Oh, it's because it's on sheep, like it's on the like weird networks that most people don't even have. I know last month, at the beginning of it, they had the normal, like basically like the Daytona of Snowcross in Michigan. They had it up at Lake State Superior in Sault Ste. Marie. Um, that place was packed. They didn't have it last year because of COVID this year it was packed that's a good thing the first time i got to see it but again fs2 and most people don't have fs1 a lot of people let alone fs2 so if you have direct tv and you have outdoor channels you have fs1 and two which means a lot of people probably don't because well I completely forgot I had it till I saw it, but it was cool. I see the snowmobile. I like the snow bike racing. Not why I just something about it. Yeah, it was good race. Yeah, and it was competitive. But again, it's the first time I actually got to like catch it on TV in its entirety. Normally, it's just like a quick highlight show. I'm like, what the hell was that on? But it was good racing. It was it was it was yeah different again. It gives everyone a different perspective on racing. Yeah, it's just like Supercross. I mean. They're digging up ruts. They're doing all kinds of stuff. And you can see those things struggling to get through some of that, which is Something amazing. I'll say about Snowcross and Supercross compared to other series like NASCAR, or Auto Clubs type series like, like touring cars, GTR and all that, Indy, all that. They do a lot of R&D for that, but it doesn't necessarily really transfer over to the civilian sector, whereas... In Snowcross and in Supercross, those and GNCC racing for four wheelers, all that lays it out, and they do all their R and D, and that transfers right back into the general population stuff. That's why you can go down today to whatever that place is. I think it's Lejeune Motorsports there. Yep. Um, you can go down there right now and buy a, a race ready Polaris Ranger or Polaris Razor. I mean, yeah, you can. Surprisingly. It's, it's amazing how much of that transfers over into the general population's ability to purchase. Yep. This is a good thing about it, though, because they do, they, they translate very, very well. They, you know, if there's anything guess, slightly, 
safety related in those series within a year or a two of that initial find and the R and D is done with them series, it's usually transferred over into the general outdoor power equipment purchases. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. And that makes it better for everybody. And a lot of other series don't have, again, the translation between the two, I guess uh, the best way to put it, like where they go from one, like, they don't translate over very well. Like any of the stuff we do with any stock cars, what none of that translates over to anything. If it did, we would have a hell of a lot less injuries when it comes to car accidents, because there would be a lot more five point harnesses installed from the factory. Fact. Yeah, absolute fact. It's just, Put the cheaper belt in there and get it over with. Yada, yada, yada. Taylor and I have had the conversation. You know, should we potentially debate buying aftermarket seats through Lane Automotive and buy a little bit more of a performance seat and be able to put actual five-point harnesses in there when the kids get older? Something I think about all the time because Brantley, ever since he got in an accident last summer, if he's not in a five-point harness, he trips out. If it's more than walking speed or a bicycle. I respect that. Trust. Been there. I get that. Uh, Supercross was good, too. You said you finally got to catch it. I mean, I like the races. James Stewart looked like he was going to punch Jordan Anderson in the face during the first race of the 450s. Uh, But Anderson made a good comeback for the day. I mean, it was good racing. Just there were so many wrecks out front that there are races where the leader was out by like a year didn't even have to worry about it, but there's a lot of good stuff. And I love seeing the 12 minutes plus one lap. Cause just go see you later. I something in the, in the supercross series without, without like NASCAR, you don't have the cautions like you do in NASCAR. So if unless something catastrophic happens during the race, you got to be on top of it out of the fucking gate drop. I did it again. Whatever. Right out of the gate drop. Don't worry, even when I don't cuss, Google goes and throws an yeah, throws an E next to it for you know explicit content. Even when I don't cuss, don't feel bad. Doesn't matter what I do, Google's all over it. But usually what happens is is now like you referred to Bubba there, Bubba Stewart. He when he was younger, his first five or six seasons, he was so aggressive, even if he didn't get the whole shot, he was usually out in front within the first lap in a half no matter what unless something stupid happened at the gate drops and he got shoved out or pushed on the outside or something like that otherwise but when he would get out in front of him the only guys that ever really gave him his run for his money were reed and carmine and every once in a while uh, for their money every once in a while uh what was his name tony dungy no ryan dungy yeah tony was a football Tony was a football coach. Yeah. I was uh, just going to let you go. Yeah. Anyways, Ryan Dungey, he used to give him his run for his money too. But when they, like one of them guys, would they get out in front, if they're well, the only ones that could usually catch one of them is one of those few guys. It was hard for people to run with him. And that's the same still, just obviously you didn't see it out of Bubba because he's not in the same mindset he used to be. But hey, he's gotten older. You know, I mean, He's not hell-bent for leather. He was pissed when he got wrecked, but... That, but also, I think it was a... 
seventh season when he had that injury. And that was a bad injury. It took him out hard. It does but, change people. Yeah. Ever since then, he's mentally been different. In my opinion, it's my opinion. So I'm not hey. quoting anyone on that. Not, not Injuries in racing, man. Uh, Injuries in racing. They change you. Look at Dale Jr. I mean, that. He got to that, a certain age and he's like, look, no, I got a family, man. want to yeah. enjoy life. He did that. Uh, <laughs> there's a flip side, like, you know, Kyle Busch when he broke credit. his leg. Very few people do that. Hey, he had the nuts. He had the intestinal fortitude to know that it was the time. Some people go. like Kenny Schrader and me, you know, we're just stupid. You're going to go until you physically can't do it no more. I mean, what was Dale Jr.'s exact words one of his last couple of years when he bought the golf simulator for his house? They go, now I got two really expensive habits and I suck at both of them. Hobbies. There you go. Like, yep, you should probably stop then. I think. Yep. But, and, but there's the flip side. Like Kyle Bush when he broke his leg and his foot at that that was a bad wreck at Daytona. And then he came back and just killed everybody. Like he was he was mad at the world. I don't think he I you know I I think Bubba Stewart never came back the same again. I honestly don't believe he ever fully healed the same. I honestly don't think no. even after he was hundred percent healed for the doctors, physically no. I don't think he was the same inside and he couldn't race the same anymore. I physically believe that. And it changed him. I really do. And I know that's Probably sounds stupid or morbid, but oh, but it's a different series too. I mean, those ones like your body is on the line. It, one 20, person gets into four, you, seven. Yeah, yeah, one bad wreck from it that you don't even cause it could turn pretty catastrophic with that many bikes right there. And you know, that's it's why just, you see very few privateers in that industry that ever do things like in a hasty manner when it comes to repairing their own equipment because they know. If they mess a finger or a thumb up, they're probably not going to be able to race. And if they do race, it's going to hinder what they really can do. Yep. Or a toe. You don't want to fuck a toe or screw a toe up and then have to go. Uh, we already broke the fourth wall. That's not, I mean, and again, if it was in like a different sport, I could see, you know, roll cages and all that. But when it's all you, I mean, that does have to physically change everything. And especially, you know, you had to be trying to come back. I mean, like your body's going to feel that. Every single time through the, every time over a small jump, a big jump. Well, not just that. You got to think he he injured his internals in his, yeah, in his stomach area. You know, I mean, when you yeah. injure those, those take more of a beating next to your arms than anything else on your body when you're racing supercross. Your your abdomen area takes everything. <laughs> All right, it's like when I broke my pelvis. You'd be surprised how much that area of your body actually, and I'm not going out of my way to take, you know, a million bumps a day. And, and everybody thinks that the whoops are nothing too, unless they've either one watched that series their whole life or two have ridden and been on whoops themselves. And it's like, oh, then you realize, wait a minute, this ain't no joke. Mm-hmm. Very few people can run whoops like Bubba Stewart. Let me be honest about that too, since we talked about him. Him and Whoops. Ooh, that man is. He was still looking good. He's race on Dallas. the line of, of losing it 24. Everybody talked about Kyle Larson and Walls. Oh, no. 
Bubba Stewart. When it came to whoops, that it was crazy. Every time in every race, he would just lead back and give it everything. It's like, and, and a few times it bit him. It, it, it bit him in the butt completely clean on that one because I seen him fifth or sixth whoop, and all of a sudden, there goes his bike, but not him. <laughs> I mean, hey. I've seen it. It's a price you pay. And, and, and that's one series where you can see the best of the best still get in action or get hurt all by themselves because it's physically hundred yeah, percent. It's physically a beating. And I mean, they talk about other racing where the track changed. You got to change it. I mean, that one, you're literally getting like giant ruts and edges and every, like, like, you know, you can, do everything awesome. perfect, you can do everything perfectly fine. And the tr- dirt still lays funny through, let's say a whoop. I mean, there could be a little flat part in there. I mean, the whole thing will skid out on you. I mean, it's very, very, like, much more technical and athletic than, which is why, though. You, oh, see yeah. guys you have to know your soils, too. Like, you you have yeah. to be able, when you're riding, you have to be able to, one, look at the soil and know exactly what type of soil you're getting ready to hit. And, two, you got to know by looking at it what kind of moisture level you're talking about, too, because that changes yeah. the way the soil moves. Yep. You're on sand. Sand dry is one thing. Sand, that's well, a whole other world. One's grip, one's none. It's uh, it's definitely you know, a good sport. Yeah, very technical, very underrated, and like it was on CNBC. Like who that? Yeah, I forgot CNBC. Like I was like, FS1. Okay, what? I'm up, and suddenly I'm going through looking for it. Like CNBC. I forgot CNBC was a thing. I know. I thought it was CNBC. And, uh, you know, I also think when guys that are racing in NASCAR come from the lower series and they race in series like Supercross, GNCC racing, or mini sprints, guys that come from those groups are a way different type of driver, too. Look at Kevin Harvey. Look at Clint Boyer. Look at Chase Briscoe. They can hit the walls and completely wreck their car, and they shouldn't be walking okay. They get out, and the only thing that's problem is whether or not they're going to break their helmet when they slam it against their car because they're so pissed off. Like, you're, you're going to – you can tell who's ridden in those series because you show – they show it on the track. Like Kevin Harvey, he gets wrecked, he gets out, you know, because he ain't hurting. He's slamming stuff. He's breaking. I've seen that wreck with Chase Elliott. He destroyed his time on that helmet, completely destroyed on that helmet because he didn't even get it completely – Ripped the plugs, everything completely apart. I'm like, I looked at Brandon and went, that's that just ruined the five thousand dollar com system on that. I'm like, it's like, hey, at least we don't have to, uh, at least we don't have to worry about him saying anything bad on the radio. Right? He just broke that. He just really broke that. I have He's to say, that. Kevin Harvey is no Clint Boyer. He is. He has. Uh, he don't put no humor with it. When he's mad, <laughs> he just says what he thinks, and it's not good. Well, that, that's why, you know, him, Clint, Tony, they were just meant to how Man, Eric all, Elmerola ever, how for Eric Elmerola fit into that, I'll never understand. But he he's did. like the nice guy. The rest of these guys are just, they're going to let you know. Maybe that's probably, why Tony Stewart's kept him so long is because he's the, he's the nice face of Stewart Haas racing. He's the calm face. But now he's got Chase Briscoe. He's, you know. Okay, what well, I can retire after this year. Uh, 
I've seen Chase Briscoe mad. <laughs> oh, so have I, but compared to the other ones that he's had drive for him. Watch what happens when somebody wrecks him in the mini sprints. Those are fun. <laughs> yeah. It's or the U stacks. Which I think are violently underrated. You never get to see them on TV, which is, you know. Well, that goes back to what we talked about last week. Start opening more smaller tracks, re- revamping these ones that are already existing. Believe it or not, and you're going to make fun of me, but because I'm a slightly rebellious child when I was younger. Oh. Used to go there all the time and ride the dirt bikes and the four-wheelers and test them out after we'd do stuff, you know, like we built motors and stuff. Jackson Speedway, the old Jackson Speedway, where they raced stock cars, is still intact. I mean, there's some cracks, but, like, they're still flat. Like, everything is still intact and level. And it ain't been used since the 70s. Which is mesmerizing. So, Jesse and I, we always go out there, and we that's where we did all of our testing, tune, all of our all of our testing at the engine build. We did it all right there. I'm sure people hated our guts, because it. You when we were out there, I know it sounded like a racetrack, because... None of our stuff that we built like that was quiet, and it was definitely built for racing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, these things happen. These things happen. As you're talking about tracks, before we get to talking about the track holding up, I do want to mention, yeah, the Firestone GP there in St. Pete. Good showing, and it was good to see Jimmy look more comfortable behind the wheel of an Indy car. Only guy one lap down. Who cares if he was 23rd? He was the only person one lap down. He sure made the owner work, leader work for it. Granted, the leader was also, you know, not his teammate who was in second. And Jimmy sure went out of his way to hold the leader up. That gap went from about this to that. Yeah, but good race. It was good to see Jimmy. Now, he suddenly his, his car got 35 feet wide. Couldn't get by no matter what the hell you did. Good old Newman. Somehow he doesn't have a ride. Ty Dillon does. That's still. I'll never understand that one. Ty has literally done nothing except close a race team. You said it, not me. You know, that's it. But if we're going to talk about it, might as well move like tracks. At least, you know, as you're saying, Jackson held up better than a auto club with their bumps and they're, remember they ground down the bumps before the race. Oh yeah. That yeah, sure looked like it. Oh, what I don't need a chiropractor. One lap. Never mind. All I can say for the whole weekend last week was cautions, cautions, cautions. <laughs> I mean it's the usual thing there. I mean at least it kept the racing good. Because they didn't yeah. get to get all strung out like they normally do because I mean Jesus they hit 20 laps. Now this is the longest run we've had all day. <laughs> Okie dokie then. Uh, it was a shame to see Reddick go out the way he did because he was dominating, but it's just an auto club thing, man. That track is always like between the surface, looking like they're, you know, in a ball, in a bounce house going down the back straight away. Plus, here's how much NASCAR says your tire pressure should be compared to how low they actually probably run it in there, which is causing all that flex, which is causing all those flexion on those tires, which is why tires blow out every like nine seconds there. And, you know, it's just, it's the way it is. Crystal texted me the whole time. Like, well, they need to fix this tire thing. It's like, no, they just need to blow up the track. Right. Well, two things from last week. One, uh, 
Custer not only won in third overtime, but he's the only active former winner at that track in the Xfinity series. Get Matt out there. Hey, he looked good. And then uh, he looked real good. Then for the Cup Series last weekend, good old Larson. Yeah. Not a, yeah. Anyways, Larson, that was that made me happy. See all the see all the griping he got though. That was one thing I wanted to talk about. Everyone up on him for what he did to Chase. Like him moving up on him. That what Hendrick Motorsports? What they're not going out there to wreck one another. No. Uh, the way he moved up the track, it looked like he was just trying to get his angle there. Yeah, like what you don't come up that fast on someone if you like what Tyler Reddick. That's another one last weekend. It was the one for that tire. Yeah, what one for that damn tire? He was my neck, and he was making it until Byron somehow came around the top of the track and blew him to pieces. Like I still don't understand that one, but yeah. Well, that was my other thing. Was speaking of tires, what the fuck was up with luck? What was up with the lug nut stuff last weekend? It's throwing everyone off. What is up with the lug nuts? You know, like everything was working perfectly fine. We're going to switch to one. Yeah, now we're actually having real problems. Yep. Oh, yeah. also, uh, number 38. What's the guy's name? Drives it. Um, now, Todd Gilliland, I think. Yeah, Todd Gilliland. His crew chief, his jackman, and his front tire men got suspended for four races. Does the tire stuff? There you go. You did, you did so good. Your whole team's gone. Yeah, yeah. But all the gripe that, yeah. And I'm still on the Kyle Larson thing. Like Kyle getting his head taken <laughs> off, even by the Dawsonville, you know, pool hall with their, you know, siren going off, like going after you know Kyle for wrecking him. Like I don't know if anyone else is watching, but earlier in the race, you can clear as day see Chase put Bowman right into a wall doing the same thing, except you could be like, no one says that. If I would, no, just go after Kyle. Wrecking people to win. Like, I don't know if you like what you might've got the run on them there. I think to a degree, you're just going to have people forever. That's going to hate Kyle Larson. I think we're just going to have to deal with that. And Chase Elliott, he gets his head taken off like every five seconds. I don't get it. I think he's talented. I mean, well, I, I don't mean guy to agree, but Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, like when uh, the Kevin Harvick's and the Kyle Bushes retired, Kyle those Bush two are going to be retired. right there. Like, and again, it was just—it was a racing incident to me. You know, I just love how they jumped all over. You know, Kyle. Like, it's funny how you guys didn't say anything when he put Bowman into a wall. Amazing. And then Chase cutting down the track on him when Kyle tried to go by him to lap him. Ran Kyle all the way down to the edge of the grass. You know, I think it was, uh, I think part of all that, though, truthfully, to a degree, does go into the fact that these are new cars. I think it was Chase Briscoe that actually was the one that said, these are still new cars. It's anyone's game right now. (laughs) And, I mean... They prove that, like all the different teams in the top 10 at Daytona. I mean, that happens, Rex. But to have a race at Auto Club, nine teams in the top 10. I mean, there's only a few guys that wrecked. I mean, it was good. It was good. I liked seeing Austin Dillon up there because I still think he's better than his brother. It was nice to see Suarez up there. Eric Jones up there racing like the whole race in the top two or three. Like, it was really good to see. 
all those teams actually running good. And it was amazing to see where Eric Jones' teammate was. No one knows. Ty Dillon's been missing for a couple of years. Uh, yeah. But Not worth worrying about that one. Look how, I mean, it was good to see so many cars competitive. Because again, we didn't have that for forever. I mean, there'd be like 300 cars, three Gibbs cars, two Stuart Haas, and then some random dude like, yeah. up there. Like it was very. The random dude two was teams. usually Matty D, but. <laughs> well. Or Michael McDowell. He was pretty, he was up there yeah. too. He's got a few. You know, he got more top tens last year than ever. I think. Yeah. So I mean, he's talented too. I don't care what anyone says. Them guys are talent, more talented than what they get credit for. Let's just put it. Yeah, they're just they're just driving inferior equipment. So I mean, and still cause, competing because they don't have you know the big dollars of Gibbs or Hendrick or any of that. You know, we won't go and, into the Matty D conversation. I just. Oh, right, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. Now that's all over. We're gonna have to. But I thought it was good racing because of all the cautions and all that but you know it's just everyone just just get off just just lay off okay just just what what racing incidents happen they're new cars it was the first time on that track at all with the new cars yeah it's like, not like everybody in the series has been racing the same same series of cars for the last two seasons and they're just coming down on you because they're idiots no this is the second race after we come off of Daytona. So it was actually like the first real race. Exactly. And, and there are people like Harvick lost, wrecked a car, which by the way, the new car, I do have to give him credit for that, for how much he destroyed that car for them to actually be able to just rebuild it, rewrap it and use the same primary car. That's a good sign for the cars. Cause I mean, he ate that wall and they yeah. put it all back together. That was, that's at least a good sign for the car that it's durable and, they don't have to waste as much everything trying to get everything back together. So there's a positive for that because he ate that thing. And how fast they're going at Auto Club. He ate that wall. Hey, ate I can give credit on that. When, when, he, when he wrecks it, he wrecks it. <laughs> hey, checkers are wreckers. There's no for him. Thankfully, the car holds up to a little more wreckers, but you know, the car looked good. And then this weekend, you know, I don't even know what to expect over at Vegas just because, again, it's the first time they ever hit one of these tracks. Like, so far, we really don't have any good data on any of it because we went from the LA Coliseum well, to Daytona to Auto Club. Then we're going to Vegas. And then next week, we're in Phoenix. And none of these tracks have anything in common at all. I feel like you got seven guys to watch for in trucks this week. One, Matt Craft. Oh, yeah. Most Always. Two, Austin Hill. There'll be something to see. Um, Johnny Sauter, uh, Christian Austin, Eckes. Does Austin Hill have a ride down there now that he got the Xfinity ride? He does? Yeah. Um, Brent Enfinger. Oh, yeah. Grand Enfinger is always up there. Uh, is it Dustin? What's his name? No. Rhodes. Ben Rhodes. Ben Rhodes. And then, obviously, the normal, definitely pay attention to him, though I ever count him out, John Hunter Nemechek. John Hunter's a freak, and he was just part of those many, many years where cup teams were just screwing people. Yeah. They'd kill it in the trucks. They'd kill it in the they pull them up to the 38 car. 
They'd run one year, blame it all on him. And then well, the person be looking for a ride. I think he should have stayed with KBM because look what he's doing again now that he's down there with KBM. And as much as everyone hates Kyle Bush, he's given a lot of guys a lot of opportunities that have been a lot of shafted. Um, he's been the only one in a Toyota racing series for coming up. Or, or sorry, <coughs> Toyota, Toyota racing development program. He's been the only one that's gave true ride options. I don't like what Gibbs has done at all. And the way he, him and other couple other teams have done it with Toyota, they really screwed a lot of drivers over, as you heard people like Kevin, or not Kevin, Tony Stewart say in the past, Toyota racing program is not good. The way it's designed, it takes a lot of talented drivers and pulls them out of the picture. Uh, yeah, like Suarez, I mean, I know, don't know how you feel about him still at this point, but he went from never racing an oval track Three years later, he's Xfinity Series champion. Carl's like, hey, I'm out. Like, hey, what? You're hired without anything just to hold on to the ride for a year. And, you know, then he went over to Stuart Haas, who literally, Tony was just holding on to him for one year. But Gibbs did this back with Joey Logano. Tony's like, I'm out. Oh, cool. What? You're hired. Wasn't ready for it. Wasn't prepared. Didn't have enough anything. And hey, what? Ready? Go. And look at him now when he left them. Like, there's, you know, and again, it's all coming from that TRD. So Tony Stewart gave him a chance. I feel like when he got Tony Stewart, a little bit better equipment, better ride. At least back then. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. When he came to Tony Stewart, he I had feel better. like at that time, he was in a good spot to learn from there. Yeah. It's now, just, he was just a seat for Before we though. get too, too ahead of myself here, I'm going to pull for Matty D first and foremost for that truck race. Oh, Without a doubt, he's on. No, he's the one name I wrote that I typed up here, Matty D. Yeah, he he's another one of those. I mean, he had garbage, then he drove whatever the '95 car. It's like, sorry, wait, uh, you're just here. What? So Christopher Bell can come up. Then he went over to the Wood Brothers, and like, well, yeah, sorry, what? We're, we're you get one more year? Why? Because you know, Cindric isn't ready yet. <laughs> Like Brad's leaving the world, there's a chance. Like, now we're going to pull up Harrison Burton while you're still screwed. Like, thanks for making us better. See you later. Bye. Want to know why Harrison Burton got a ride? Because, well, let's go with that last name, Burton. Because I, I will say, I mean, because of the way it looks right now, it probably won't happen this way, but there will be an opening at Stuart Haas Racing after this season. Yeah. They don't have any, I mean, they'd be dumb to pull up Herbst. It'd be nice to see a certain someone possibly come back from the truck series. Just putting that out there. Yeah, driving good equipment. I mean, they look good so far. They even had two guys up there in the top ten. I mean, Harvick drove, through, Harvick drove through the field to get up there. I mean, Almirola was up there till he had just – I mean, he came back after having – like, they look better. But, again, it's only the second race. Uh, but Matty D, like, I'm, I'm pulling for Matty D, and I'm pulling for uh, Haley just because, you know, they're doing her right so far. So hopefully she stays down there again. But I'm always hoping just to see Haley Deegan do better so we don't go and ruin another female driver by throwing her to the wolves when hopefully she's not ready. she can get Bush to sponsor her in some, in some form, not necessarily obviously as a primary because, well, she'd be stupid to walk away from Monster. That's just Ooh. my personal opinion. But... I hope this campaign and this push by Bush Light to 
get females more involved in NASCAR doesn't get swept under the rug like previous programs yeah. in NASCAR. Like, yeah, I mean, except for, it was good to see. I'd like, look at all these young people. <laughs> oh, look, there's Jennifer Joe Cobb. Ooh, no offense to her, but like, don't worry, I, gave, I, I cheered her on when I was at Darlington going, wait, wait, wait. There she goes. <laughs> She's like the rhinoceros or hippo, whatever the hell it was at the end of the stampede and Jumanji with, you know, Robin Williams under all those years ago. Just, Huffing and puffing, trying to get through. Uh, hopefully, it helps her out because she's been there for forever. But ho- opened, you know, Maddie D, Haley. Uh, it's good to see Ben Rhodes and all of them now have, you know, chance John Hunter deserved to. Like, I'm sorry, he never should have got called up. He was just in that long line, and Harrison Burton could fall into that category too, where he just wasn't ready. But they pulled him up anyway, even though they had a guy that was completely ready. Driving I think it's them. people jumping the gun. I think that. And money probably is part of it too. I think, well, yeah, but I also think. Well, I was gonna, what I was going to get at was the degree of thinking, like the mentality of like the older guys, like Kevin Harvey, to a degree, Kyle Bush. Um, you know, I don't think there's many other guys left now in that series that I would put in that category that thought like Dale Senior. Like, wait a minute, let's think ahead on this one here. The guy's young, like young, young. Next year, he could be a completely different person. His mind could change. He might not drive like he does this year. Let's hold on a year. I think that mentality is gone in racing as far as NASCAR goes, and that's not good. You got programs to develop drivers, developmental programs. Stick, stick them in there for a few years. Let them develop. I think the key word is Toyota racing De- development. <laughs> Don't just yeah, develop them for one year and say, hey, what, you're ready. And they're like, oh, well, you suck. What? So you're going back down. Try to figure it out. See you later. And they just move on like nothing to see you by. And <laughs> they have a lot of, they, they do that. They do that a lot. But yeah, it, I think, you know, obviously, Grand End Finger is always good. We all know Matt Craft and can't believe Johnny Sauter still always bouncing around from rides. I'll never understand that because Johnny Sauter's still like, he just won the title, what, two, three years ago? Yeah. Well, the six that I listed, not not the seventh Matty D, but the other six. Those are the previous history data proven. Like those are the drivers you definitely want to keep your eye. Matty D. But I oh, have every help. bit of faith in Matty D. And he's not even driving for a really bad team. It's just, he hasn't driven a truck like what ever. I think he did for like five minutes. He straight from truck. It's been a minute. Cut. It's been a minute. A hot minute. Um, I think he'll get it going. It's just, you know, hell, you never know. He could still just be in shock or pissed off at the world as calm as he is. Be like, what? I'm going. I don't I'm know going- if you'll ever really see the angry side of him. I don't feel like he shows that. I mean, you, know, he's you might see great- the emotional or the happy side of him, but you don't just see the angry side. I'd love to see his face and like, hey, what? The big announcement with Kislowski, I bought into, you know, Roush Fenway, it's now at Roush Fenway because last game I'm going to drive the six car. He's going, yeah, I'm like, yeah, we're bringing up Harrison Burton. I'd love to be wherever, like, they're telling I'll be honest. No offense to the Burtons. I don't think Harrison Burton deserves that more than him. And he only drove down the Xfinity series like one year. And I don't think he had a full, like, and he didn't, like, 
go out there and like shock and awe people. Like Byron, when he got signed, went through the series. Shock and awe. Chase Elliott, shock and awe. Reddick, winning everything in his path. Harrison Burton. And I'm pretty sure he was out there during all those years with Cindric and Briscoe when they were just winning everything. Yeah, and he was there last year. Guess what? I can't, I mean, I'm sure he might have won, but I mean, Ty Gibbs came out in his first ever start at the Daytona Road Course and won the race. I mean, now there's talent there. God knows if they're going to pull him up way too early, but it's okay if they pull him up way too early and he flounders. Why? Because his last name is Gibbs. So they're not going to fire him at all. Yep, that ain't no lie. I think he's talented. Maybe he won a bunch of races. I mean, that's talent right there. You know, Harrison yeah. Burton, I'm sorry, he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. And he wasn't ready, but yet our boy Matty D, hey, he found a way. He kept smiling. I just wish I could have been there when they told him, like, whether it was over Zoom, in person. Like, hey, what? Yeah, we're still letting you go. Just, start, just get up and just, just a long line of profanity as I get up and leave. Exactly. Throwing shit. You, what the? Uh, flip the desk on the guy. Like, so I'm making us better, and you're firing me for. Yeah. Because his last name. Thanks, guys. Because the key's only, what, 20? Harrison, yeah, I'm still pretty sorry about the whole Woods, Woods direction towards that. Like, it's not like you're finally somewhat getting better. Somewhat. I mean, I mean Blake... honestly, outside of Trevor Bain and that win at Daytona. Seven years to the day, we got to see a guy winning his second start ever in his first 500. And, and the two-car finally won a 500. That never happened before either. So lots of good stuff. But outside of that, I mean, Blaney was good. Blaney got him into victory lane. I didn't like Paul Menard at all. Like, I never understood why they – like, there's another one of those guys. Like, what the hell did he ever actually do? No offense to him, but he was there for a very long time. Yeah. The only thing I can tell you is he was just a miserable, disgruntled human being almost every you know time why he put he was a microphone. For so long? You want me to Money? tell you the truth? Menards? I already know one. Because his uncle owned Menards. Yeah, sorry, Menards. He brought the money. They were going to pay him regardless. Exactly. They like, funded oh, that corporation for a while. <laughs> like, like, oh, you're okay. Oh, okay. everyone else has all these different sponsors coming in and out. What's he driving? Menards. What else do Menards. I remember correctly, he only had five or six sponsors. Yeah. So that was, I mean, put, putting that into perspective. And Quick Lube was already there with the Wood Brothers. They're always there with the Wood the Motorcraft, all that. That was there. Um, but Menards and. Uh, As I'm saying, Paul Menard himself, I think, only had five or six. Like his own personal sponsorship. I think he only had five or six. How many of those no, he related they, to? They weren't, I'm not going to say they weren't probably substantially beneficial when it came to money, but... How many of them was he related to? Well, and I thought, that was, I thought that was a step back for Wood Brothers. Uh, Matty D finally got him going in the right direction. I mean, we saw Matty D in interviews last year. We saw the slightly unhappy thing. When they started listening to me, well, we started doing better. We were rattling off all kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah, then they fired you. Nope. How does that make you feel? What they finally listened to you. 
there's a reason that they haven't won forever. I mean, no, I mean they got the Penske backing. Like, dude, Paul Menard ruined, ruined that team. I, I personally believe it. I know there's people that I know personally that are going to be butthurt that I say that. But oh, I don't think that. I don't think that he brought anything to them except that sponsorship. I only remember ever seeing him win one race, ever, and that was Road America in the Xfinity Series. I'm like, cool, you can win there. I won that. anywhere else. Never don't remember you winning anything else, ever. Exactly. You know, I mean, who are they well, sponsoring? Isn't they sponsor? I want to say it's one of it's, it's the Roush guys, I think. No, they got the Gibbs guys and uh, they got Brandon oh, Jones yeah. down in they got Brandon Jones It'll down in the Xfinity Series. But yeah, as I say, the Xfinity Series, I see Austin, he'll do good. Ty Gibbs, obviously, Gregson's going to be on the list. Hemrick's going to be on the list. I mean, and he's driving, yeah, I mean, he went from good cars with Gibbs to good cars with Colleague. I do want to see what Landon Castle is going to do. Is yeah, he literally drove garbage his whole career, and college cars are good. So I'd like, to see he can, yeah, I'd like to see what he can do in actual like equipment where he's not just running, you know, back there somewhere. I think that'll be really you know good. And there's a lot, yeah. You know, just Cindric leaving opens the door for so much. Oh, like yeah. Briscoe left. Those that, that year was that. I mean, him and Cindric was pretty much like Denny and Kevin in 2020 exactly. when they just came back and won. Everything. Everything. Hell or high water, get out of their way. One of them's going to win. I think this weekend, just for the sake of Stuart Haas, I hope Riley Hurt does something better. Doesn't wreck. That'd be cool. Um, but I think just from that'd be cool. Just from yeah. prior information, prior data, and history, <laughs> I think AJ Allmendinger or Barry is the guy to watch. Oh yeah, AJ Allmendinger, Josh Barry. I mean. Even if it's his first time ever I'm, on the track, I'm, he figures it out fast. I'm partial to him because of the modified series, but that's just yeah. me. Like the, hey, he could drive in that like he did. He's talented. Sam Mayer, like he did a another one of those guys did a hell of a job outside of NASCAR. And Junior's like, hey, what? Go. I think Junior Motorsports this year is going to be the year to shine. Really, really strong. And I think they've been one of the probably the premier developmental really team. I mean, that's what they are. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're the developmental that's where the guys. development happens for GM, probably right yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, look, they got Chase Elliott out of there, Byron Bowman got some races. I don't understand. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Reddick had some time. I mean, he, like, how about that? Tyler Reddick got a championship back to back years driving for two completely different teams. Telling me he ain't talented. But, yeah, Tyler Reddick is. Anyways, Michael Annette. I, I don't I don't understand how Michael Annette got a ride as long as he did. Oh wait, he had Pilot Flying J, and they were going to sponsor him until he. It's no matter what he uh, did. I think I think Sam Mayer in that, in that car is a far superior choice. Uh, much yeah. more talent. Where is he going to go? I don't know. It's just like Gregson. I mean, where the hell is he really going to go? I mean, how many more years does he have down there? I think he still needs a couple of years just to. You're referring to Junior Motorsports being developmental for GM. He also, Junior Motorsports has like eight modified cars in the series. He's got all. He really goes 
to grassroots fix drivers. It, it I does think it that's properly. A good process. Yeah. If you could drive one of those, fling those around the track. Okay, wait. Now let's try this. And I'm happy they didn't have you know, like a truck team. Uh, and then, at least it. in modifieds, if you want to know how they'll do on pavement versus dirt, that's real simple because there's two different modified series for dirt and, and pavement. <laughs> you, you can, can see in both up, cars. Which is really, really good. I like their development and colleague now that they're in the cup series. I mean, they're doing good jobs for GM and getting all those drivers out there and where the, you know, colleague oh. came from. Look at them now and look at the talent that they have. Uh, they're made they're better to me than again TRD because okay what well, you're ready when they're not ready and then you know I mean they I have Brandon Ford, Jones who's still there their developmental program could be way better if they'd let I want to say this if they would make decisions more in favor of what Tony Stewart says sometimes if they had, if they let him have a little more say in their developmental program as far as guidance or just simple consulting information and they listen to him, I think their developmental program could change tremendously. Yeah. He has a better, <coughs> has we'll a better brain. He has a better brain in business. Like he has an understanding of why he was there. And he's got the talent to back him up too. Because look at Chase Briscoe. Look at his look at his teams. He's got in USAC and sprints. I mean. He's no slouch. He's got his own racing series and industry going in a separate series that he don't even have anything to do with. Yeah, like it's. I just wish that there's not a lot of Fords down there. No, that's what I'm saying. Like those two could like be that. their. Those two could be their developmental program and really change the game, but I don't think Ford is aligned with their people like GM is. Oh, you look at me. <laughs> And it's amazing how many, like how few Fords there are in the Xfinity series, but then you flip side over to the Cup series and there's what, maybe six, seven Toyotas total anymore? Like their numbers have gone. But again, look seven. at all the, yeah, look at all the teams though that have, you know, teamed up with them. Look at Furniture Row. That was costing them so much money, even at the championship. They're like, we're done. Like a lot of teams, like, well, we want to get into the program and it's just non sustainable can't not with gibbs fucking oh, there we go it's too late it's too late not but. with gibbs uh for a lack of a term stranglehold in the developmental program I mean, they do hmm. they kind of hold the the bar sets for everything and they don't let people develop enough they're either they're, that's their biggest problem like brandon jones has been down there for forever driving for them he's still going to be down there forever driving for him because there's nowhere to go but then they have other people like you know that's the exact the point that they, that they move up like after a year, like here, ready to go, that they bury, like let people actually fully develop. It's it's funny because I've heard Tony Stewart refer to drivers that drive for junior motorsports in the lower series and has said if those guys were to touch the Toyota Racing Development Program, they'd be out of the picture and they'd be, they'd be no good again. They'd yeah. be nobodies because they don't get the chances they should nope. because of I the mean, development. I, it just it bothers me because he's he made a point and you kind of hit it right there. There's drivers that are really good at grassroots levels and honestly are just as. I'll bring it up in a sec. Just remind me about the SRX series with Tony. After this, it, it just they take they take drivers and they they put them in places and they don't go nowhere. 
But I feel like if you take this driver and he's doing good here and a little bit lesser equipment than this driver is here and better equipment, swap them two guys. Maybe he needs to develop a little longer, put this guy and then start moving people where they need to be. That's the only way that works. And they don't do it that way. Nope. I don't quite understand the way they do it because obviously I don't work for them. But from what I can see from the outside looking in, it's like, guys ain't thinking this through when it comes to selecting people for where they're going. Nope. Like, oh, what? You were hot last year? Good. What? Ready to go. You're hired. Yep. You're promoted. Yeah. They've, again, they've done it to a lot of people. And he's going to, sadly, sad, and, and people like they develop up Harrison Burton in Toyotas and then move them up to a Ford. And they're get, like, they're just, just like they did John Henner. They throw him up there, you know, front row. No offense to front row, but I mean, first year in front row, you know, and that equipment, you know, when you go from Gibbs stuff to front row, like there's going to be a drastic change. That was made of when that whole thing went down with Kyle Larson. That brings up another point about him is they wouldn't let Tony Stewart advocate to get him. They let him advocate for Kyle Larson, but they wouldn't let Tony Stewart influenced Kyle Larson coming to Ford because of what he did. But yet you can take a driver that's nowhere near as that talented coming from Toyota, which normally doesn't release anyone because Tony Stewart's made that point before. They don't release anyone. All of a sudden you're okay with them coming over. But I, I just, sorry, that bothers me. Yeah, like the whole thing really is, I mean, that's a shame because there's lots of good drivers like down there in the trucks and the arc. If I was and, the owner of a team in Ford, I'd be like, look, this is, this is veering away from what we are. Like, this is not who we are. You're, no. You're burying people. Burying people. Yeah. That's what they that, do. That's, that's exactly what's happening to Matty D. Again, Matty D had it happen there so they could get Harrison up there from the Toyota program. But, you know, they worked out some deal. Uh, I don't I even want to know like, what it was because what did Ford offer? You know, Logano, when they called him up way too early, Suarez, when they called, they go. Like, there's a million people, they, like, just to be a seat holder, too, which lowers the, their stock because, you know, you're just literally there until, you know, the next young guy is ready, and then they just move you right on, just like in the 95 car. Yeah, before Christopher Bell, like, he looked really good. Matty D did in that car. It was actually, you know, almost won that race at, you know, Bristol. I was sitting there the whole time going, wreck him, wreck him. What? It's only Denny. What? He wrecks everyone. And then he blames them. And then yeah. he's confused when everyone's mad at him. Like, well, stop wrecking everyone. People will be less mad. Stop being a crybaby. Tony Stewart's going to tomahawk a helmet at you. You know? Just... Yeah, but they yeah. buried a lot of people. A lot of people. John Hunter was promising. They pulled him up there for one year. Well, maybe they need more helmet throwing. Fat <laughs> people. It's wrong point. Well, if I remember correctly, every time Tony Stewart threw a helmet, it was directed at somebody, whether it be at them personally or at them in the car. It was directed at them. Minus one time, he did just flat out throw his helmet back in the car. I did see that once. Man, I love that. Might have been here in Michigan. The famous one, at, yeah, Bristol at the night race. Oh well. Right at it, like doing like direct hit. Good job, Tony. Oh, speaking of Tony, I'm gonna beat his ass. Thanks, Back to the Thanks, Smoke. <laughs> Thanks, Smoke. Thank you. <laughs> I'll beat his ass. Thanks, Bernsie. God, I love Burns. You miss that guy. <laughs> Thanks, Smoke. 
Thank you. Actually, I think his exact words was no, thank you. That was his exact words to Burns. But that's because him and, you know, Burnsy was the <laughs> only interviewer that was ever involved with NASCAR. Like, Tony didn't really lose his mind. At him. I'm going to beat his ass. Okay. Sum that one up. Feel about uh, what I'm going to beat his. Who won a championship ass. last year for Xfinity Series? I'm, I'm brain farting. Uh, Daniel Hemrick. Hemrick. He's looking to uh, for a win too this year. Don't forget, he had one year. Yeah, and he's driving for, you know, he got, hey, he got his, he, he did what he had to do. And Cindric was a crybaby about it. Sorry. But I mean, last lap, last turn. What? Oh, we, I know he was so mean. I know, why? Because he was a what? What? Did he, you got a chance to drive like you have to to win a championship coming off the last turn. Sorry, Austin. He wanted his first career win and also a championship simultaneously. Just be, what you should have drove it harder. Like he was coming. Everyone, except for Mark Martin, everyone would, we'd be bouncing off each other going to that line. Uh, now he's oh, yeah. driving for colleague, which I think is going to be a good move for Hemrick because again, those cars are fast. Well, um, yeah, but that also puts him with, who's his teammate now? The Dinger. Exactly. Good old Dinger. And Landon Castle, which hopefully he does good. Yeah, just just stick it in everyone's face. Look what I told you, it was the car. Exactly. And another, you know, they just need to be more involved with ARCA too. That would help the developmental programs. I just thought about that, sorry. Oh yeah, but I mean, look at a lot of Gibbs stuff down there too. I mean, look how many, like a lot of good Drew Dollar's good, even though he didn't, I mean, there's a lot of young female talent too that's really good. Showed some great hands at Daytona, that one girl. I'm not going to lie. I think sometimes Arca could be more entertaining than some of the higher series. Arca can definitely be more entertaining than some of the trucker expanding races, man. Those guys are getting it. They don't care. Hi, I'm here. Damn it, I'm here. Um, Yeah, but back now as we're on to the Cup Series, let's talk about the SRX thing before I forget. SRX, because we were talking about developmental programs. Hell of a program. Tony Stewart, that, I don't remember which race it was last summer. He had one of the modified guys on racing from the local track. It was a sixth or seventh race. Anyways, he smoked everybody. You had the best drivers from all the different series out there running with him, and they could not contend. And I remember distinctively after that race, Tony saying, I did this series and I have a hometown race hero every single weekend because those drivers are better than a lot of the professionals today. Yeah. Those guys need their recognition. Those guys are racing. For they everything. deserve it. They deserve it. And, and, and it was funny because Paul Tracy's a damn good driver. <laughs> he is a damn good driver. He can be hot-headed, but he's a damn good driver. And even uh, he thanks. said that, that that race that I was referring to, that that kid was hot. Yeah, you, that's what Maddie D needs. What you need to get that killer instinct. Look at all the greatest drivers. What They're, most of them were all psychos. No matter what series it is. Well, even Mario Andretti said he was like Mario Andretti is not Mario, Marco Andretti. There's enough good. of them. And for him to say what he said in reference to pretty much the same thing as Paul Tracy, it was like, 
there was no catching that kid. Every time that something would happen, he'd get, if he got the slightest bit of an inch, he was gone. Yeah. I just, I wanted to bring it up because it's little series like that, that go and show those guys and they can come out there and drive with champions from damn near every series. It's like, that's, and if and not beat them like he did. And it gives, again, more opportunities. Uh, Newman's going to be riding in there. Um, and look, I mean, it came from the minds of Tony Stewart and Ray Abraham. You bring in, you bring in Newman into the picture. It'll, it'll only get safer. <laughs> don't, don't put Newman up front. Uh, Newman will win every race. Start on the pole. No one will get by you. Ever. Ever. That's no good. Well, his Although, car suddenly know, gets man. this you wide. Might, you might see a completely different Ryan Newman in that series, though. I don't know. He lost his cup ride. He's, he, he's sitting there every day. He's, he's, he's still working with them. Yeah. Every, every year, every single day though, you know, he's sitting there looking at Ty Dillon in a car gone. Yeah. Or Bubba. Well, as we're on the cup, as we're on the cup, as we're on the cup side, look who couldn't get out of the top 20. Could fairly correct the top 20. I think he might've got 19th in the first two stages. And then caused a giant wreck and took out Brad and Harrison Burton and Cindric. Oh, yeah, it was Bubba again. And look at his teammate. Same equipment. Had to start in the back. Had to do a pass-through penalty on lap one. It was way the hell back. And he drove through the field and finished good. And Bubba didn't get inside the top 20 and just wrecked everything in his path. It goes back to that statement you made hours, hours or not hours ago, but a while ago in this conversation. Feels like it. Checkers are wreckers. Kevin's more to the wreck the checker side. Bubba's more to the wrecker side. Always. Like what did I say? What? Call he, Ricky Stenthouse Ricky Wreck Ricky Wreck hey, or Wrecker Ricky. Well there's a reason we call Ricky him Ricky. Stenthouse is nothing compared to Bubba. I mean Recky's only Bubba's that. on like Juan Pablo level. <laughs> now Recky, I mean Hey, he hasn't hit a he hasn't hit a jet dryer yet. <laughs> I said almost like he's he's on that level, just not quite there yet. <laughs> and Juan Pablo could at least drive. He was a hothead. Pablo be the one to hit the hit the pace car. Who <laughs> hit the pace car? Why? You hit everything else. I mean, Days of Thunder was ever a thing. Hit the pace car. What? Well, my friend. You hit everything, hit everything else out there. Might as well hit the damn pace car. Stay consistent. Uh, but Bubba did cause all kinds of hullabaloo. His teammate looked good. Again, what did I tell you? Same equipment. It's desire and driving ability. And Bubba's lost his desire to do any kind of driving. And he's put on like a bunch of weight. It's just, yeah, it, yep. he's just, it's just sorry. Like I, we all loved Bubba back in the day. Till he started running the suck hole. Uh, he's become he's become the eyesore of NASCAR. That's for sure. Yeah, like he pissed off everyone just by saying all that. But he looked terrible. Good on Brad. Yeah, for yeah, getting wrecked again. Good job. Good on Denny for somehow missing Brad when he spun out that first time. I still have no idea how he missed him by like you know an inch, but he did it. And moving those cars that rapidly is not that easy at that speed. Uh, yeah. But but. Kurt made his way back through there. Kyle, of all people, Kyle Bush stayed level-headed when he was blowing water all over God's creation, had to come into pits, was down a lap, 
and he stayed calm and got back on the lead lap with five to go at that wreck. Uh, yeah. Kyle Bush, Kyle Bush of all people holding his, you know, staying calm. Well, everything sucks. I mean, granted, I didn't listen to his radio, but I've seen him also running like second and just cussing out everything under the sun. Car sucks. You suck. The team sucks. What? Ah! Like, dude, you finished second. Yeah, you know. I know. You're not first. If you're not first, you might as well be last. I fully understand that. Listen to me while I'm playing video games. <laughs> Moncala. You know, I hate Moncala. Figured it out and be getting better in real life on Moncala. But, like, it's just he just doesn't like to lose and you know it took me a while to learn that game you know it's just it he doesn't like to lose you know that's 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 what you need to be really good at it but i mean we really didn't learn a lot i mean we saw a lot of spins in the cup series even qualifying there people going you know spinning out in these new cars with the tires uh and everyone's complaining about the tires but yeah i mean and they Ah, practice about the fact that it's a new car yeah yeah i mean the new car doesn't help it again they run the air pressures, I'm guessing, lower than what Goodyear's. Like, here's the recommended lowers. I bet you they're running well the under air. the recommended low. And between the surface and the speed and the fact that it looks like they're on a trampoline going down the back straightaway if the tire's getting all that flex on them, like it just always happens there. That's that's Auto Club Speedway in a nutshell. Like, yep. tires blow left, right, and indifferently. Um so, but we did, I mean, it was still like the racing was better. Nine different teams in the top 10. Eric Jones, who we all saw struggling you know, struggles for Petty for the longest time. He was up there the whole time. Suarez was up there the whole time. Um, Harvick was doing good. Harvick, hey, he had a good run there at the end, though. I mean, he, he got up there. Uh, Amarola was good. Reddick was running good till the tire thing. And however, the hell William Byron, like the, Tyler was going to make it back to the pits. Until, well, William Byron made sure he did not make it back to the pits. Uh, but he was, he ran a hell of a race. Like he was up there, like it was very competitive. There's a lot of different teams up there. And oh, yeah. that, that's a good sign for the car, at least. I mean, even with the wrecks, I mean, there weren't too many people that were like out of the race. And there were still a lot of different teams up there. So I the Wood Brothers. The whole NASCAR head shed saying the cars are definitely better yeah you got no fluids on the ground in these wrecks but you got 75 thousand percent more parts on the ground yeah again you know that's what they design them all for though you know absorb the impact of the blow but but you can do that without making it send sixty thousand parts on the track hey you know i've seen stock cars on small tracks half mile quarter mile three quarter mile tracks and mile tracks wreck take hits and not send seven thousand parts everywhere i've seen a lot i've seen barrel rolls that yeah don't send that many parts yeah so there's that in them. <laughs> yeah that's how they you know designed it but like sadly i really don't think we're gonna learn like we're not gonna know anything about the new car for until we hit what may or so well who was it a week or so ago said that you know I'm trying to think who it was on might have been it might have been Jeff Burton actually that said uh you know it doesn't matter right now with the cars the way they are 
You could be a veteran or you could be the first year rookie. Anyone can win because the cards are new and they're so different. Yeah. Different. No, and, and again, we went from a quarter mile. Still can't believe we're saying that to two and a half mile to the two mile mile and a half high banks that they have in Vegas to the short flat thing in Phoenix. I mean, then we got Bristol dirt in there. Yep. Yeah. Once we start hitting the Texases, we get to, you know, Texas. I don't want to see the race at Atlanta just because I thought they should. When we get to race it. eight, then it's, judgments you know, can start getting made. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause you can't, I mean, like right now they're learning the wheel. Really, I mean, trying to figure it all out because again, it's all so new. Literally learning the wheel yeah. on this car, <laughs> the legit wheel. Uh, <laughs> but they're learning like so much about, and again, there's so many different track types right now. They're just trying to figure it out. Um, I hope it stays just as competitive when everyone does figure it out, as NASCAR's supplying a lot more of the parts to everyone and making it, yeah, more even. Which again, if it makes it more even, and we keep having. You know, nine different teams in the top 10. We're not going to have nine different teams in the top 10 come June, but they're going to figure it out. But oh, we yeah. still have like five different teams in the top 10, like consistently, like that's a step up for a competition across the board, which is better for all the teams. It's I mean, better if for you think about it, five everything. different teams in the top 10 is doable. You can have a couple teams with two or three guys and still have one or two teams, maybe one or two guys, and then a yeah. team not a big team, you know, I mean, it's still possible to do that. Yeah. And I think that'd be better for fans, sponsors, the teams to be making more money off, you know, earnings at the racetrack. So, and yeah, so that'll help put money in the coffers to keep help building everything. Like I think it could be really good. I just hope these little teams take advantage of it and they're developing as much as they can with what they're getting right now, because again, they need to, whatever they did from the late eighties to the early nineties, whatever that, process was for changing things for the better they should probably step back look at that and go okay can we apply that process to today because we did something they did something right they exploded nascar was that that was probably the most booming era of nascar like that that was the era that nascar just like set in stone they'll be the most known thing forever everybody knows what nascar doesn't matter who you are, what culture you're in. If you're in America, you know what NASCAR is. Like uh, Keep talking. Okay. But with that being said, okay, if so they were to go back to that process, you might see a huge change in broadcasting okay. stuff too. Yeah. And I will say shout out to NASCAR for whoever decided that Mark Martin needed to be inside the booth for that race. Oh, I think I have a folder on top of the toaster oven, actually. Yeah, for my surgeries. It should be a blue Everybody folder. loves Mark Martin. And him being in the booth, I think, is a great thing for the sport and everyone in general, just because he still has that much love and passion. And, like, it's what he does. And to have him in the booth, I thought, just for that little bit of time was a great and um, I do like having the rotating person because like, I thought Tony was good in Tony's own way. Him and Clint together, I thought it was going to be much more off the rails train wreck than it was. Because, uh, again, it's Clint Boyer, Tony Stewart together. It's, you know, um, and so that was good. 
Uh, wait to see what Danica does. Uh, I think she'll be good to talk. Like, I think, you know, she does know how to race. It's just, I thought she was another one of those just got thrown to the wolves. Are you ready? Go. I give, I give Tony props for not just washing her out. Yeah. That's he, fair. But I think he like, also knew that, like, look, she's really good. Like, she's no slouch. She comes from a really winning background. So, yeah. I just think they called her up maybe like a year or two early, but I mean, you got to get it while, and he did actually like in his credit, give her way more time to actually figure it out. And she did progressively get better. There was only a couple spots better, but she got better. It's just, you know, I mean, he gave well, her, she what, said after a while she was done. She just, she, it yeah. wasn't it. Yeah. Which I, I mean, for her to own that, that's good. She got that's lots, but he, and he gave her a lot of years, you know, to figure it out and do all that. It wasn't just okay. Well, that didn't work. See you later, bye. Granted, she had GoDaddy money coming in, so that probably helped a little bit there. But oh, she, she did knew what she was doing too, though. She wasn't she <laughs> she wasn't dumb when it came to racing. Yeah. She, she knows what she's doing. Like I, again, I think she gets dumped on a lot more than yeah she oh, should. Yeah. Um, a lot of people. I think the only thing negative I've ever really heard about her is people will say that off camera. She's the most horrible person in the world. No. People can be assholes for the lack of a better term and still be good people. She came from any racing where she was. Yeah, she was there. doing good. She was at the top levels. Like she was there. For her to come to that series and then just be slammed with the best guys of NASCAR right from the gate, it's, that's that's rough. Like that's that's a jump that I'm sure even Mario would be like, "Well, can I can I have a season to figure some things out first? Just can I understand hey, this car differently?" But he came in in the old days, won the Daytona 500. I'm not going to say he didn't do good. I'm, I mean, I would be. Oh, that's all he did. I mean, he won the Daytona 500. What else can you say? Andretti in racing, just in, in racing in general, Andretti is to all of racing what Earnhardt is to NASCAR, Petty is to NASCAR, McMillan's is to Baja racing. I mean. Baja. Ricky Parmike, like, if you have that name, you're probably going to be pretty good it's in your dna like it yeah you know but yeah she was another one of those i but again i'm glad i think it'll be a good you know thing for the booth i'm excited to see who they're gonna have you know after that because again kenseth was great like he but she still had the beard but you know what can i say yeah but him and you know seeing uh yes and I just like, I, I like the rotating, you know, thing. No offense to Jeff Gordon, but, you know, shaking up the personalities all the time. So it's not the same three um, voices. It's different perspectives every time. I have to say, though, for them to stick Jeff Gordon and Clint Boyer together that long, for that long, every time, that was wrong. That was, that was, I mean, those two weren't the greatest of friends on the racetrack ever. Hey. So, that was put the, that out there. That yeah. was the day I realized that Clint Boyer, he's got some cardio down. Well, he's in a dead sprint. Oh, yeah. I mean, who, the hell, who the hell parks on pit road to 
Clint, no. Helmets off, window net down. He's running. I don't know. But get him. And then literally goes back into his car, puts everything back on, goes back out on the track. Like, okay, what? Get him out of there. And Clint Boyer, what? He's not known for being the angriest guy on the planet, but God damn, when he gets angry, he literally breaks into a dead sprint. Yep. Literally. And that was the greatest thing to ever see in my life. Like, no, he's not. No, he really is. Like, okay. How often like, do you ever see a pair of teammates that will ever be like Kevin Harvick and Clint Boyer? Yeah. That's that's a pair of teams. That's it. It hurts my heart when he retired. That, that hurt my heart. But with that being said, I, was, I don't think I'll ever see a pair of teammates that way ever again in NASCAR. Nope. That was just a level of friendship that you won't get anywhere. <clears throat> Man, it really is. It'd be nice to see it again, though. Yeah, like it was good. Uh, but I think there's you know, a lot to learn again. Uh, it's yeah, just too early. You're talking about booth stuff. I still have to say from... Was it the quarter mile race or was it the Daytona race? It was Daytona, I think, where Blake Shelton showed up drunk for four minutes. And it was Daytona. It's Blake Shelton. He does what he wants. He was drunk and standing there and he goes, Well, am I done here? Because so I got a cold drink in my name. (laughs) Are we done? I'm thinking to myself, You're already looking tipsy. (laughs) Hey, it's Daytona. You know, Clint would have been right there with him if he didn't have to, you know. He didn't have to be Clint Boyer and be all professional on TV. I mean, let him crack a beer. What? what? Screw it. What a broadcast booth. He's not driving. (laughs) Now it's getting real. Yeah. But they're good stuff there. And again, it's it's Although, and again, maybe you wouldn't want him drinking because if they dialed up Kevin Harvick, I can't guarantee how that conversation would go. He already sounds like he's drunk when he dials up Kevin Harvick. I mean, think if he actually was. The wheels would fall off. I would cry. I would cry. What is that, buddy? Oh, no. Clint, you feeling okay? <laughs> but he's feeling good. Clint is gone. Wheels have fallen off of Clint's bus. He's now dragging oh. the bus. That's good, though. I don't know what to, I don't know what to think of looking forward, you know, really for the Cup Series. Just more learning. For the car, Bubba's going to suck. Uh, neither yeah. of the Bushes are going to win because they're from Las Vegas, and well, Las Vegas hates them. At least the track. Well, if it's if it's like anything in the past, Kurt Busch will come in second. <laughs> and Kyle, in second. Will, Kyle will spin out, wreck, blow up. I mean, Kyle just has bad, bad luck. How there. many how many times does he come in second in Vegas? And it's like how many times did Senior have something bad happen at the five hundred? <laughs> Put it on the tow truck. Does it still turn over? Yeah. And get it off the damn truck. I hit a seagull. I mean, like, like anything bad could happen to you to make you not win a race. Well, what, what track is it? That's the same way for trying to think what track it is for Denny Hamlin. He, I think it's, is it Talladega? I think it might be Talladega. It's one of them tracks. He's like, dude, I, I'd just rather not come racing. <laughs> hey, I've seen it. Hey, I, they've all been. Uh, but it's Denny, so I'm not Every nearly as bothered too, by He's like, I think one year I, I remember him specifically saying, I'd like to finish this race once. <laughs> hey. On four wheels. Hey, Clint Boyer said this. I believe it was, yeah, or no, Elliot Sadler. 
It's like telling Dave, went, I just want to finish one of these things. But well, does he make it to like right at the end and they just go barrel run? Clint Boyer said the same thing. Has he ever finished one yet? No, I mean, but you got Clint Boyer at Daytona. He said the same, but I just want to finish one of these on all fours. Yeah. Then you went barrel rolling through the grass on the trioval. You finished on all fours. I mean, you were on all fours when it was all said and done. Your car, not so lucky, but you finished it on all fours, by the way. Congratulations. But those just those people that have those tracks, like in Denny of all people, because he's so good at Daytona and drafting. I don't think it's as bad as it used to be. I remember it's not. in the late 90s, the early 2000s, there were seven or eight drivers. They always had a certain track. It was just like if they finished it, it was either going to be on their hood or after they've rolled or skidded sideways on their side across the finish line. It's never just rolling, <laughs> like on all four tires, rolling across the finish line. It's some form of skid. Yep, every time. There's people that have those. I always love watching those interviews after. I was really, oh, my favorite. Yeah, say after that wreck. Well, yeah, say I just want to finish one of these, man. <laughs> I, I don't care. Like, I just, I just want to finish the damn thing. But like, I respect that. But I don't care if I win or not. I just, I just want to finish. I've, I've had races like that before. <laughs> I just want to finish this without destroying something. <laughs> yeah, I just want to get let's out try of here, that. Right? In one piece, I mean, it was like, I mean, Kyle wasn't Bush, it wasn't all of his wrecking last year. I mean, look at him, he finished like eighth. You know, like, what? But this is like a win. Why? It's been like, I don't even care if I win this year. What? I just want to finish good. Well, I'm tired, but it's just, I want to finish with a hood on my car, maybe a fender or two. <laughs> yeah, I just want to finish the, I just want, but Kyle Bush is two thirds of my bumper would be cool. <laughs> When Kyle Bush is getting to a point in a, you know, a season, I just want to finish one of the uh, – what, he finishes eighth and he's happy? That's pretty much those guys at restrictor plate tracks. What, I just nope. – All those guys, where do you run? 40th all day, why? As a matter of fact, I think it is Denny Hamlin that has numerous times at Talladega said, I'm just going to go sit in the back for about – 80% of this race. <laughs> I'm going to sit in the back to the last 20 laps. And then Recky will get behind me and all hell will break loose. But hey, Recky, he, he, he's good at restrictor plates. It's just, it's just everyone else around him that isn't so lucky. He wrecks everybody. I mean, everybody. Now yeah. he has Bubba to do that. He didn't wreck anyone this year, I don't think. As we were all texting, everyone going, huh? Ah, Somehow it hasn't been recce. Hell, I think one year Daytona literally caused like two thirds of the field to not be in the race anymore, causing that many wrecks. I remember what year it was. Uh, How'd you it was finish so good? How'd you finish so good? I took out all the competition. It was 27 cars total got taken out by him in that race. He caused two big ones. Let me rephrase that. Sorry. They were either taken out of the race or they were enough laps behind that it didn't matter. Like that was just that was a destructo derby. Well, see Recky, see Recky run, run Recky, run. Recky and front. Juan Pablo, they them guys, they like to set the bar, and Bubba's trying to encroach it. And the only thing I can say about Ricky on top of the other guys, at least he's won a lot more shit. <laughs> he's won something. 
No offense He's to Juan Pablo. You won on road courses. We all expected you to be good on road courses. Where else did you win? You won the grand prize for taking out the jet dryer. Here's well, the watcher. What the hell was that? The other guys that for a few years it was just like, oh, it's a road course. Yeah, not even gonna watch it. Know who's winning that one? Robbie Gordon. That's who it was. Oh, Robbie was good. I, I quit watching it because it was like it was almost one of those things where it's like Robbie Gordon's probably gonna win it for so Rob, Robbie was always up there. It's just well, something bad always happened to Robbie. He was something good though, road course. So you want to talk about talent at the road course. <laughs> Hell. Look at you know it's it's like Wally Dollenbeck. Like Wally did the Wallenbeck. What what else, what did he do on ovals? Nothing good, but you could tell those guys that can drive because put them on a road course. Now, granted, everyone's a lot better at road courses. There's more of an emphasis on it. It's not like the ringers aren't coming out anymore and just slaughtering the field. But yeah, we're not gonna have more set anymore. Who was it? It was Gordon. Robbie Gordon was good. Jeff was good. Tony was good. Jeff Gordon was good. Tony Stewart. Kurt Busch has always been pretty decent, if not good, at road courses. Most definitely, he's talented when it comes to Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. Kyle's good. Um, Larson is pretty decent. He's gotten, he stepped up his game. Uh, Logano, Kevin Harvick should just not go to road courses, they're not his friend at all. By the way, NASCAR, (laughs) can we go back to Coda? If it's torrentially downpouring, how about we just don't have them run this time? Because we've all seen the in car of that wreck from Kevin. What? There was no blinky light in front of him from that car. There was no what? Suddenly there was just car. Went from zero to kaboom real fast. And there you go. I don't even know why the hell we're out there. Well, coming from you makes sense. I'm saying stuff. <laughs> well, I don't know what the hell. Okay. What? Like blinky light so they could see anything. What? You didn't see the blinky light until the blinky light was literally this far away from his face because he. Well, I mean, you got to remember, I watched his in-car camera when he's got races going. There was no view. Like, it, it literally, no he, he might have had 12 foot. But might've. 12 foot coming from 130 to 50, maybe. <laughs> not saying it. And you got 12 foot? You're not stopping. I'm sorry. It's going to be a cruncher. <laughs> the big cruncher. If you haven't seen it, look up his in-car, that wreck from Coda last year. That just went from, he's going, he's going. Oh, no. It was rough. That was. Your first time at Coda, and that's what you guys give us. That accident was like the one I seen last week when I went to the VA. Right there in front of the airport. Same way. It, it was like, I don't know why, but Mountaineer pulled out in front of a Taurus. Or not a Taurus, an Impala. And when, I mean, I think the Impala might have had 18 feet to stop from 50 to zero. <laughs> it wasn't happening. You're physically incapable. That car literally crunched the whole front end up to the end of the fender and went up over the opposite side of the, all the way across the road, up over the four lanes, up over the curb, came back down off the hill over the curb, back across all the lanes and stopped the curb back on the airport side of the road. Nobody was moving. Sound like so a Jacksonville. Instantly, instantly blocked. No, I wasn't that great. I'll say it sounds like a Jacksonville accident. You're sitting there looking at it going, 
Well, I blocked the road because it was bad. Like I, I knew that if those people lived, they were lost. It was you bad. Called the, you called the VA and be like, what? I think I'm going to be a tad bit late. Well, no, I, why, I mean, I was. Look outside. I was early anyways. And then I'm like, I seen it, I stopped and the cops showed up. I've been at this point, 20 minutes standard directing cars on probably one of the busiest roads in Battle Creek. Keep in mind that. And finally a cop shows up to take my place. And I'm like, can, can you, before you take my place, like move your car back eight feet. I'm about to spin out and take off like a bat out of hell when I leave here. He goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I went, no, I have to. I'm about to have surgery on my toe in about 13 minutes. I might not make it. <laughs> I got things. And he says, oh, oh, yeah, he said, get, the, get out of here. Get on Dodge. Go. Get. Yeah. I was gone. You know, thankfully, the police were all preoccupied. But well, those cops over there, I know most of the cops in Calhoun County. Different story here. But <laughs> anyway, those, yeah. yeah, those wrecks were, but uh, yeah, I think those it'll be a good when you know it's not going to be good. <laughs> Uh, anytime we're at Daytona or Talladega. Just... I hate seeing a car right? go right at Talladega. God, I hate seeing a car go right at Talladega. And now with all this, like the new car, what they're going airborne if someone touches them. Go sideways oh, by yourself, that fine. Clear. Someone touches you while you're sideways, you're... Oh, look, he's, oh, look, he's flying. Yeah, not, that, I'd never even fully watched the other guys, but I do know that much. He's going up, and it's going to be terribly. But yeah, looking forward to this week. Speaking of that, though, it's got to be when you're upside down. I mean, never wrecked a car like that, but I've wrecked a snowmobile like that. And when I was upside down, I was like, "This is, this is fixing to suck." <laughs> just don't tight. Just don't clench your neck. Don't clench. So every single one of those guys okay. that you know, what? I will have to give Austin Dillon a little bit of props in my life right here. This is the one time I'm going to do it. When he went up in the air, I'm sure at that moment when he was upside down, he was going, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> this is going to, oh. You're sitting there holding the wheel, just, just. Another thing, when you get to a certain degree, you don't hold the wheel no more. You let go and you grab your harness. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned that. But yeah, I do love watching him. Just, you see the end car just, by the time they get over, I mean, granted, the end car goes from they're perfectly fine to they're in the air in about a second and a half. So you don't have the time to react yet to let go of your steering wheel. Just that oh, initial. Yeah. And, yep. And you're sitting there, wonder what's going through his head right now. Probably probably your hands you're like, oh, shit. I got you. Probably, this is going to suck. <laughs> probably doesn't even realize what's happening. Well, you're already about to be hit on the ground before your body can actually react going, uh-oh. What? Uh-oh. Exactly. I don't like I don't like uh-oh. Well, a whole lot of uh-oh. I don't but, know though, man. You watch guys like Martin Truex or Matt Matty D when they wreck, they don't let go of the steering. And every time I've ever watched them wreck, I'm looking at the wheel going, why won't you let hey lose an arm one of these times? You're gonna regret that. New, well, the new steering system, you know, they changed all that up. So it'll be less thumb breaking. We'll, we'll see. see. But 
know, thankfully, you know, there's not too many old dogs left anymore, so we don't have to worry about seeing as much. But yeah, that was good. That was myself. Uh, Kevin does something, but outside of them two, there's no one that does it every time. But those two, Martin Truex and Matty D, they wreck. They're going to do everything they can not to put that car into a wall, whether it's to the right or the left. They don't care. And I've seen Chase Briscoe do it a couple times too since he went to the Cup Series. He's another one that he don't like putting a car in the wall. Blow them tires to pieces and go on the wall. <laughs> hey, if you can save it though, I mean, everyone loves the big plumes of smoke. Well, he's but like Brandon Jones when he went towards those sand barrels last weekend at Auto Club, the Xfinity race. What did you see the amount? What he hammered it, you know, please God, please. What he did everything in his power to keep. He was trying, he but was trying. There. I get it, I get it completely. Go, I probably shouldn't be talking about the little steering wheel thing because I'm one of those guys that would probably hold the steering wheel and try to correct it, so I, I should probably shut up. <laughs> well. Hey, and it got to save those cars, but overall, it'll be a good weekend. It was a good weekend of racing. And again, look for go on FS2 and FS1, CBS Sports. Like, go on them. You'll find like the E Pre Series, X Pre Series, uh, Snow Cross. Yeah, Direct TV. You can go to the search bar on Guide mm-hmm. or not on Guide, but you can actually go to the search bar and just type in sports. And every single one of the racing series will show up. Hulu, you can go down through the TV thing, go down to racing, and it'll pull it all up. Like sport, auto racing, boom. Like they're all there. It's very easy. But again, they're all on weird channels. So you have to do that. And that's how I found the X-Free series, Snowcross. Some of the the rally stuff when they're over in Africa or any other rally stuff over there, I end up usually having to record that because it's on at like three in the morning. Yeah, don't worry. My DVR is my DVR is never ending. It's never ending. What I don't like. What? What are you doing today? Getting a hand cramp. That's what I'm doing today. Lots of. I wish. I wish uh, one thing's for sure. I wish NASCAR would just stay on Fox. (laughs) Too many. I just yeah. And think if it stayed on Fox, we never would have had a lady in that fire suit running up to Brandon Brown last year at Talladega. And none of that thing would have ever happened. There would be no let's spin it because there's no way in hell you thought they were saying what she said they were saying. You're listening going, like, no, well, no, you could have just left that alone. But that's no. beyond the level of stupid. Like, like you're gonna go and try to save it, but but Fox wouldn't. But the, yeah, woo, yeah, save it, save Sorry, it, but save the it. Word and let's don't run. Nope, at all. They're not even so, in the same stratosphere. But I don't like starting the first think, word. She's off. <laughs> I think I think there's way too many commercials and just idiocy. I do oh, like Junior thing. in the booth. I think Junior in the booth is. The is laws I say, there's only two people that I can stand and bear and actually like to see when it's on NBC. The rest of the people involved with broadcasting, all the commentating, and everything, it's like, I wish you'd shut up. Just don't talk no more. <laughs> Rick Allen, stand there, job. <laughs> nod your head, say yes, no, oh, I agree. You know, but just, just leave everything else alone. 
Rick Allen. He has the voice. That's why he has that job. Uh, I like Junior. But, you know, again, we can have a dream as long as we still get to keep Clint because, well, half the time you really don't know what's going to come out of his mouth still to this day. Yeah, he's still he's very much Clint Blair. Wild card when it comes to comedy. Just let, just let him be Clint. Okay. I mean, so good week overall, though. A lot of good stuff coming up this weekend. Again, search all the racing. Just look it all up. If you have a DVR, I apologize now. But you never know. It can light a passion in you, your kids, anyone can be like, ooh, and like it. And then you can have something to bond over. Kids and do tend to like Supercross. I think it's doesn't. more action packed for them. Who doesn't? Those guys are all over the place and it's something they could physically do. You know, seeing the little kids that are like this tall and their little electric bikes. I mean, when they're racing on those big tracks, it's the funniest thing that's ever. That's one of the things I like about Supercross is when you go to a Supercross event, and that can be from Anaheim to Rochester to Manila to Loretta Lynn's Dude Ranch in Tennessee. I mean, it can be anywhere. Daytona. Dude. You will see everything from kids to ages four, five, and six to elderly people out there racing. I mean, it's always an event that's worth watching. Yep. Super good stuff to watch. So make sure you, you go do to that. one person. It's worth the event. Oh, I want to go. I just have to wait till they come anywhere near me. If you no could, offense. you want to do something like Manila. Um, I wouldn't do it. You, you wouldn't. Anaheim is where they do the championship, but it's just, it's not worth it to me. Unless I was racing in that championship, I would not want to be. But like going to Loretta Lynn's or Manila or Red Bud, which that one is actually in Michigan. There's another one over in uh, Minnesota that they do for GNC C racing. It's not super cross, but GNCC. And that one's great. And when they do the cross country races for dirt bikes, and beautiful races. And it, they're just like NASCAR is family oriented, but there's so much more family orientation in Supercross. Yep. Than that. So they can let everyone do it. So that's a good. That's another reason why many sprints are so good. Yeah. I'll tell you, local tracks, even if it's not Supercross, but regardless, TV, watch stuff. Record stuff. You can find it. You can find a passion in you, a little person, whatever. Or just get out and support your local racetrack. Just go to your local racetrack, watch a series. You might find something you really can't live without again. Yeah. And then tell <sighs> us about it. But I'm going to jump off at that because that was a good ending point on a positive note. Bubba sucks. There you go. <laughs> Later. Uh, so follow on all the platforms. Apple and Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble videos with Walter on here will be on the Facebook page, but I post all the stuff I do on my own that still goes on Facebook, on YouTube and Rumble, so make sure you check those out and follow along. Travis, we didn't mention you, so you're welcome. Oops. Um, and I'll be back next week to, with six pages worth of racing because that's literally all I do anymore. I'm either watching racing or wrestling or nuclear power plants getting shelled, but that's a whole nother topic. So bless Ukraine. And be good to each other. Enjoy the weekend until whenever I'm back. Peace. <laughs>